Hello, saucies, saucers, sauce pots, or maybe nuggets. Welcome to episode 15 of the Sauce Podcast. And this is a huge one. We announce what do we call our wonderful, supportive audience? You voted for names and you voted for a winner. And this episode, we will announce that as well as share management 101 tips. Thank you always for listening, and we hope you enjoy. Hi, and welcome to the Sauce Podcast, where you will meet your hosts, Molly McKinstry and me, Liz Hajar. We are two colleagues turned friends who have worked together at the same company for nearly 10 years. Molly and I were born three weeks apart on opposite coasts of the US. And while we are nearly the same age, today our personal lives are quite different. And while we share the same job title at work, our paths to getting there have been quite different. Join us each week on the Sauce Podcast, where we will share tips, tricks, and lessons we've learned together over the last 10 years. We both say it's our shared values of hard work to always do our best with a little bit of zaw that has led us to both our friendship and professional success. We hope you tune in each week, enjoy, and have a little bit of fun with us along the way. Mall, good to see you. I know. Hello. Hello. I know. It makes me so happy that I get to see you. And we had some major action these past seven days at the sauce. <laughs> like that has been like honestly exciting stuff. I I know. And if everybody does not know what Liz is referring to, it is the poll to the name poll. our audience. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. And we made Instagram story appearances, Mall. It was a big fast. It was week. a big deal. It was mm-hmm. a big deal. I know. And we're pumped because we're going to announce our audience name today and the winner. Dun, dun, dun. The voting. I know. Yeah. Are you going to say it? I wish we could cue music. I really wish we could cue music. I don't even know what song I would choose right now, but I need like the build up guys. I know. Um, we can we just had, imagine. We can yeah. imagine. For those of you just joining this, the sauce, what we did is for our audience, we decided to say, what do we want to name our audience? Many podcasts call them, you know, call her daddy, calls them the daddy gang. Um, I think the scrubbing in calls them the, the OR team, but yeah, all different things, but in the morning toast as the toasters. Um, so we wanted to name you. So Maul, what were the four, the four names that the, all of you contributed to picking them? So there was the saucies, the nuggets. People loved sauce and nuggets, like a little bit of sauce, oh, have some, have some sauce and nuggets. It. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't think that really, that correlation jumped out at me. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. Okay. So we had saucies, we had nuggets, we had saucers. Saucers. And then we had the sausages, which I got to say, wasn't my personal favorite. Wasn't my personal favorite. Oh, wait. Okay. The sauce pots. Sorry. I'm forgetting. So we, <laughs> we didn't so the include. Four, yeah. <laughs> the sausage didn't make the vote. So let's take a quick minute. So the top three mall just said sausage didn't get put in the poll, but can we talk about your, all of yours DMs, everyone who DM'd us, texted us. And we put up that sheet on who would have voted for sausage. 15 of you said, bring on the sausage. And that wasn't a category, but I do think of mall. If sausage was the poll, 
we could have been like, naming our audience sausages. I, I, I think there was a chance. It was, I, I will say it was really heartwarming for those of you that, you know, were saying that the sausages and those who voted for the sausages were the most loyal, the most devout listeners in our audience. And, you know, you're probably not wrong. You're not. And we, we love you. But yeah. And sausages. I think about <laughs> I think about, you know, if we ever wanted to give our audience listeners a get a you know a gift for reposting us or for participating in something. I mean, we Ooh. can get you all types of sausage. You know yeah. what I mean? Okay. I'll leave it okay. at that. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I I fumbled that. The votes were for saucies, nuggets, saucers, and the sauce. Pots. There yeah. can only be one winner. There can only be only one. be one. And we had like a fifty-five percent for all that viewed the story. We had a fifty percent, fifty about fifty-five, sixty percent voting participation, which is very high according to Instagram stats. Um, <laughs> so, without further ado, you saw some of the the race got close. Sauce pots came in hot at first, very very hot. Okay, then cooled off. Cooled off. It cooled as the day went on. And the winner was dun dun the, the saucers. saucers. Yes, so it was saucers. Thank you the all saucers. for participating. Oh my goodness, I just love this. I I have a lot of excitement for how we're going to use the saucers. I'm imagining right? t-shirts. I'm imagining uh, Yeti cups. You know, engraved or we go you know, monogrammed, here. whatever. Right? right. Yeah, Yeti. <laughs> we're Yeti. Yeti out the gate. <laughs> I'm like, wait, let's monetize this. Then we'll Yeti malt. <laughs> uh, okay. Again, anyone who knows me, not surprised. Yeah. I'm starting. I with... was thinking going to Target and handwriting saucers on a cup with a dollar <laughs> bin, but like we could do what we got to do here. You know. Oh my gosh. I love it. But yeah. truly this is welcome to now being a part of the saucers community. That yeah. is the name of the audience and it feels good. It feels right. I'm, I'm a big fan of the saucers. Yeah. Like we, we were kind of like, let's see what, the, what the people say and the people spoke and it was saucers. It was a tight race between saucers and saucies. Um, but saucers came out. So, um, thank you all who participated hilarious DMs. You guys were great. So saucers it is. And we're working on some of our social media stuff. Um, and hopefully one goal is to have a community within if Facebook is the best place to have the community where everybody can talk and announcements can go out. Um, so more to come on that probably in the next four to six weeks. Okay. Ah, so good. So yeah. good. Yes. Very, very exciting. It was fun. Yeah. Good. Well, now we have the name and I think today, Lizzie, we wanted to spend some time going through management tips, a little bit of management 101. You know, I think if we reflect on some of the topics we've covered, we there's been a variety, so many. right? We've done parental leave. We have done each of our career journeys. We have done um, just kind of the mix in between there. But we haven't really gone to just the fundamentals of our belief system as it relates to being really strong and effective managers or people leaders. Yes, exactly. So let's, yeah, let's dive in. I'll try to be as tactical. I'm happy to start mall and kind of throw out a couple. And if you have a couple, that would be great too. Yeah. Um, but I actually bumped into some people who said they, they listened to the sauce and they are, they just became new people leader, um, a new mm. people leader, and they would love certain types of tips. So thank you actually for the feedback. I try to get as tactile, like tactical as I could on mine. They're a little bit, a little bit more emotional than tactical, but let's, <laughs> I'll try to get into them and then we'll okay. see. So 
The first one is you're going to get into a role where you're leading people. Okay. And you may have people on your team who might be a different age than you, different gender than you, different race, everything. Okay. So a diverse group of people and never forget that diversity is a good thing. Okay. Because it all has, everybody has different perspectives, different ways of seeing things and different ways of thinking. And it's a great thing when you can have all those different thoughts coming together to kind of have your output. Here's what I will say though, as you are managing people and you step up into that role, there might be people on your team that know more than you do. Mm. about a certain topic. Okay. Or they may have a brilliant idea that like shuts down one of your ideas. And I think that when you first become into a people manager role or a leadership role, you're excited. You feel invigorated. You're like, I've got this. I've always wanted this. Most likely you've been waiting to do it for a while. And I just want to say that it is a good thing and it is okay if people on your team know something about a topic more than you do, or have a great way of doing something that you either thought of doing it one way and the whole team kind of didn't agree on that. I just think that sometimes when you first become a leader, you feel like you have to do everything and do it all perfectly. And you have to be the one who comes up with things. Some people may feel that way. Some people may not. Yeah, it's so true. It is so true. And I I think you're right, Liz, in that, especially your first time leadership role, you you think part of being the leader is being the one with the ideas, with the solution, with the strategy. And Certainly there are times where that is appropriate, but I love this reminder, which is you, you don't need to always be the one with the answers. You need to help your people find and discover the answers. That's what you need to be able to help them to do. Exactly. And help your people do the job the best that they can. And if that means someone else on your team has a great way of doing something that you, again, you never thought of, didn't think to implement, that's okay. Lean into that. And what I think happens is, as being a leader for many times, now I'm like, who on the team's good at that? You know what I mean? And, and come in and do that and feel more comfortable. I want to say that potentially it's our own, it's imposter syndrome, our own ego. And it's not a bad thing, but those are two areas that could cause us to feel like exactly as you said, Molly, you should know all going to leadership role. And I think it's very common and very normal. I think I felt that as I went in. If I didn't know something, I was like, oh no, why don't I yeah. know this? I should yep. know this. I yep. don't, you know, maybe I don't deserve this promotion. You kind of go down that imposter syndrome route. So yeah. if you are stepping into a new role and every day, is it's a lot sometimes too. Some people step in with ease and some people it's a lot to swallow. I will say for me going into a managing a team, a direct line manager, I felt like that was very natural for me. And I'd say I was going damn good. I was damn good at that. Going to a direct role was a huge stride for me and was very, very difficult for me. Um, yeah. I really, really enjoy it now, but it was a very difficult step for me. Um, yeah. So I think my lesson I would say is as you step up, as Molly says, be- being the leader means you help get people the information to do their job better. And you also help them understand um, what needs to happen and to do to do what they need to do um, and coach them and support them and help them learn. Yeah. So that was one big thing that I think I remember kind of going into the role of being like, I need to know that. I love it. I love it. That's really, really good. I I have one. Yes. Yeah. Sure. I have one. Sure, Molly. So I was thinking about this and I'm, I'm hoping this feels simple. Let, let me, let me take a crack at it. So yeah. I think in your first time taking over a team, leading people, it is very important that you build a semblance of a system, build a system to help your people know what to expect day to day, week by week. And so this could be as simple as 
We are going to meet as a team twice a week. We are going to have one one-on-one. And these are the deliverables as a team we are accountable to each week. Don't go crazy. I just think you have to stand up a system so everybody knows this is what the expectation is. This is what success can look like. With that, though, keep in mind, every person is different. And so while you have your system as a leader, the way people kind of engage and show up and participate is going to, is going to vary a little bit. Mm. And if as long as they are meeting the deliverables that you've stood up in the system, that's okay. I think it's very easy or it, it might be tricky rather as a people manager to say, this is how I want everyone to do it. This is how I want it done. That's not what your role is. Your role is this is what needs to get done, Uh but you need to allow people to do it in their way. Does that make sense? Yes. Like a big time. And I think kind of going off that is sometimes you come into a leader role and you're very good at the role you came from. You're then promoted into this leading a team of the role that you did. Okay. And there's probably a whole episode to be said about leading the team that you were just a part of sideline now for now. Yeah. But yeah. when you go into that role, sometimes you were a great as an individual in that. So you expect everyone to be just as good as you were. You were most likely yes. in, you know, there's always debate about should the best IC individual contributor rep become a leader because it's different skill sets. And I very much believe that. And, but some people are great in both, but I yeah. do think that sometimes the expectations are, well, I did it this way. So why can't you do it that way? And I think one of the hardest things is, especially if mall to your point is, if you have the system in place and you expect them to show up and do it perfectly like this and do every single thing how you would do it and you give them guidelines on how to do it, but some people just aren't going to be the biggest participant in a team meeting, but they are going to be awesome in a um, in a QBR, a quarterly business review. Yeah. So I think it's just remembering that you give them a system that's going to help them thrive and correct me if I'm wrong, but you've got to give a little and understand I'm kind of coming from a point where like, you as the leader think that they're not doing it kind of the best that they could, but understand we're working with humans. Everyone does everything a little bit different. Yeah, it's it's really true. I and I I, I have to relate this to parenting. I'm sorry, it's just yeah where my mind goes, but I, I really think of it similarly to my kids, or or maybe you know, for others who don't have kids, there's other kind of relationships in your life you can relay this to. I ask my kids to do certain things to, you know, kind of contribute to the family, whether it's make their bed or put their clothes in their hamper or put the dishes in the sink, simple stuff. Are they all going to do it the exact same way? They are not. They are going to do it their way. But so what matters is did they do what I asked of them, AKA make their bed? Did they do it perfectly? Did they do it exactly as I wanted? Do they do it exactly as the other one did? No, but did they do it and they check the box? Yes. So I just think as a new first time leader, really be mindful of over indexing how people work, measure the output and, and create the system for what needs to get done you're going to build more trust and credibility with them if you let them do it the way that they do it. Agree. Big time. Big time. Love that one, Mom. So here's, I'll go with another one that I, that kind of is like your system. I've always, when you become a leader, depending, but majority of the time you're going to be in all these meetings and you're going to be told, oh, it's all to speak from a sales, a sales perspective. Our pipeline's short. We need more. 
tell the reps to start sending out more emails. Then we go to another meeting and then they go, oh, no one's doing the trainings. Why is no one go tell everyone to go do the trainings? And then you're in an HR meeting. No one has done their reviews for the quarter. Why has no one done the reviews? Have your reps go do the reviews. So you go into these meetings on a daily basis or a weekly basis and there's all you could, you could go, okay, okay, okay. Why is my team the lowest? Why am I not doing it? What's going on? And you could go ping your team. Like everyone needs to go do your reviews and you need to do your, your trainings and all this. Okay. Mm. So kind of to Molly's system point, I kind of call it the five, ta- five asks a week rule. Mm. And that means your five, you have to sit and kind of think about what are your five asks of your team? Because if you go to your team and go, you need to go do your training. You need to go update your pipeline. You need to go find more pipeline, email a thousand clients. And then you also need to go and do your reviews. That's just a lot thrown at them. Okay. Yes. So yes. There, and there always hits like, like, you know, there's always like a change of quarter. There's a million things thrown at them. Okay. That's fine. But on the weekly basis. Okay. It's hard. Cause I want to speak from a sales perspective and I might just give an example, but you have five asks. So it's a kind of building your system. I think all well, this is very kind of similar, but as a leader, I ask my reps to do five things. It could be something such as you need to update your pipeline and make sure in sales, this is sales speak. You need to show up to team meetings and participate or all meetings and be curious and participate. You need to hit your sales target. Um, you need to hit your sales target and numbers and you need to do any extra activities that are asked, any extra things from enablement that are asked of you. And that is all that you ask. So if a million other things come from the business, you've built in the five asks that you have for the week that your reps know when they leave at the end of the week, they know that that's been a successful week. Yep. I I think that's really, really smart, Liz, because it also forces you as the leader to prioritize as well. Yes. It's, you know, it is our job to help our teams know this is critical. This is a priority. This can wait. And yes. so if we're just throwing things at them all the time, how do they know what's most important? And by the way, our, the way we're showing up is, is not really helping them decipher. So I love that. And I think the rule of five is, is really smart. Yeah. We've always learned the rule of three, but I like the rule of five things. And I was going to say something, Molly, exactly what you said is it helps. And and of course, if you have your rule of five each week that like reps know that you do, they always do expect like, Hey, remember it's reviews this week, or Hey, we have a huge conference. We need you to email a few extra clients. Then you can drop in. But as long as those five, they know that every week, that's, that means they've done 98% of what they need to do. There's a 2% little area that something might come in and do it. Yeah. But I love yeah. that mullet helps them prioritize and just know you could be throwing a million things at them. And they're like, Oh my God, if, so if I don't do my review, am I going to get fired or do I need to do my pipeline? You know, it, it yeah. helps them know what is, I like that. What is most important. So I do a rule of five. You could do four things, but they can be a little broad. Okay. But not too broad, but they can be somewhat broad. Um, uh, then I just think it's really helpful as a manager to help help your reps give them direction. And then it helps you kind of fight off the noise that they could be getting from other places. Yeah, I think that's really smart. Just reflecting on all of this and and maybe even specifically my my comment of focus on the output and the what versus the how people get work done. Obviously, over time, part of our job as leaders is to develop people, is to help make them better, is to help yeah. ha- help them become the best versions of themselves. Of course, that includes coaching and development of how we show up, how we do the work. My, my piece of advice or that tip is really driven around the beginning phases of working with a team or working with anyone. 
you have to build that trust. You have to develop that rapport and you're not going to get very far if the moment you take over a team or, you know, become somebody's boss, you're just in there saying, this is how to do it. This is how to do it. That has to change. They, that's not like psychologically safe for people. So you have to invest in them. You have to build that trust, care about them. When you've done that, then yeah. you get to begin to coach and develop and give feedback. It's just out the gate. If you do that too soon without that trust, that's going to be a really hard relationship to, to develop. And exactly because here's the thing. If you come in and you're learning what they do and you're like, that's not right. How do you know? Like, take some time to get curious, take some time to learn it. Then you can go figure out what areas need to be improved, what areas areas need to be changed um, and work with them on that. Exactly to your point, Molly, for coaching. And there've been times where we've watched people come in to glass door, you know what I mean? And, and kind of have, I think from an outside perspective and have an iron, you know, to kind of have an idea about doing something, but it takes a little bit longer to, um, you know, they come in kind of with an idea but if they had learned a little bit more, they would have seen it. And that's something yeah. I'm very conscious of, of going to a new job is making sure yes. that I am learning um, and not being, they say, be a note, be a, oh shoot, be a learn it all, not a know it all. Oh, that. I love that. Be it's a one of the values at high spot. Yeah. Such, uh, that's such a good value. And I, a, a, a really good thing you said too, is just being curious. This idea of being curious. I think mm-hmm. that's just, by the way, a really powerful human quality is, yep. you know, don't, ju- don't jump to judgment go into understanding by asking questions, getting curious, learning more. Um, I think there's so many places in life where that is valuable, but no question in working with a team of people, taking on a new employee relationship. If you ask questions, get curious, spend time really understanding their current process, their current system, their current track record of success, they are much more likely to want to bring you in. And by the way, take coaching and help from you down the versus right exactly yeah exactly and that is exactly mall and the last thing that i will say is and we could talk about this a little bit more but we can wrap this up here it's a short episode this week but wanted to make sure that saucers knew uh knew knew the (laughs) knew the lingo but the last thing i will say is you know we throw around authentic and unauthentic leaders kind of the hot thing these past couple of years and i love an authentic leader i think that one of my qualities probably is being very authentic but i like reporting to an authentic leader Um, And we can talk more about it. But I do think as a first-time leader, it's okay to say if someone comes to you and is like, I'm in the hole, I have to do all these things and everyone's asking the business to do all this. It's okay to say, it's a lot. And I know it's a lot. You you don't need to say, well, get it done because you should. But it's okay to empathize with them and understand as a leader, go, dude, that's a lot. Sorry that all came to you. But like, I can help you. I can support you. But get it done. If you need me to help push it out an extra day to your deadline because you had all these things come up, I'm happy to. But it's okay to tell them it is hard or that what's coming down from the top down from the business, it's a lot right now, but we do need to do it. You know what I mean? Um, and I think there's a way that you you don't need to. I think when you become a first leader, you feel like you have to you have to back the business and you always should. Um, but there's times where there's a balance between hearing your team, relating to your team, and like listening to them for also feedback to the business. But it's okay to be authentic and real with them if something's tough that especially they are going through and like, let that be known. Yeah. Really, really smart. And again, all connected back to trust 
and really showing you care about your employees as people and as humans. And mm-hmm. yeah, not, not everything that comes down from the top, whether it be a task or a project or an initiative is going to be a bunch of fun. That's just the reality yeah, of it. Exactly. Yeah, that's the reality of it. And so as I think as a really strong and effective leader, keeping it real with your team and mm-hmm. saying, I know this feels like a lot. I know this feels maybe poorly timed. I know this feels like it's, you know, something we were unexpected. We weren't expecting. How can I help us get through it? How can I help you personally, you know, thrive in this environment? And, you know, my, my belief is we'll be a better team on the other side of this. So I love it. There's so much more on leading people. It's, it's such a joy. I mean, it's truly one of the most fun things that I know I get to do. And Lizzie, I I know you feel the same way. It's just the best. It is most days, I will say, is my favorite thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love you most all days. who I've worked with. But most days, <laughs> it's whenever somebody comes up to me green in their career and they're like, I want to be a leader. I'm like, call me in 10 years. Okay. Call me in 10 years. Like, keep riding that ice. Yeah. Kidding, guys. I think it is. It is. It is so fun. It is so fun. The people you get to work with, the people that you learn from, you get to coach. It's great. So we'll, I think we'll close out today's episode with some of those tips. And hopefully those are a little bit management tips, one-on-one, um, a little bit tactical, a little bit broad. Um, but saucers, thank you always for listening. Thank you for participating. And we're excited to get a community going, a a community that can speak to one another in the next uh, probably four to six weeks. So, um, hope everybody is getting excited for fall or autumn. And Maul, always my favorite to see you. And I, I guess know. we're, we're Audi for today. Audi for today, Lizzie. So good to see you. Saucers, thanks for being here. And remember, be bold, always eat dessert. We'll see you in two weeks. Indulge. Bye, okay, Maul. Okay, see Bye, you. Saucers. For tuning in to the Sauce Podcast. We hope you enjoyed our personal anecdotes and biz tips and tricks we shared today. If you wouldn't mind subscribing and or following the podcast on any platform or leaving a one-line review of the podcast, it helps us out tremendously. Thank you, thank you. Molly and I would also like to state that everything stated on this podcast is our own opinions and it's not shared on the behalf of others or on our employers. Thank you.